0: Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Jordan Peterson gives crucial relationship guidance. Let's get into it.
1: The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum.
0: Women, fuck men, they respect.
1: All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like y'all impress me.
0: Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear.
1: The first thing you want to ask your partner or your family is, well, how would we like to have a meal? You want wretched, nasty food that someone just threw together, and it's burnt, and we're going to fight about it all the time, and it's really erratic, and it's not predictable, and, and the person who's making it is unhappy, and the kitchen is a disaster afterwards, and everybody's angry about that. So that's like one solution. Do you want that? And if they all are sensible enough to say no, then, then you can say to them, okay, well, what's the alternative? And then you can think, well, we can imagine what the alternative would be. And then we can work on laying out the micro processes that would lead to that outcome. And we can practice them over time. And we can assume that if we don't get it right in three months, that doesn't mean it's hopeless. And so, when Freud... Let me give
0: you an example. Okay, pause. So, Jordan is talking about the idea that things in the house, things in relationships need to be practiced in order for them to go well, right? In order for them to go properly. All I need to add to this is that the man needs to be the ultimate decision maker, the ultimate planner for how things should go. We should do X. Let's try doing it like this. Like that. I was reading a
1: Gottman study the other day on marital stability. Gottman has done some really good analysis of couples' behavior. He has set up a lab that's basically a bed and breakfast. And he brings couples in there for a weekend and he wires them up physiologically and monitors their reactivity. And so what he's, he can predict whether a couple is going to divorce with 95, 94% accuracy. It's like impressive. So what has he found? he's found two categories of, he's, he's identified two phenomena that are very much worth knowing. The first is that the, the couples who are going to get divorced, they come into the bed and breakfast, and they speak with each other quite calmly. But it's more walking on eggs calm. And while they're speaking with each other calmly, their physiology is like, they're very aroused. And so, so they're sort of aroused like someone who's facing a predator.
0: Right. So what's the point? They've had so many arguments that they're on like the precipice of explosion all the time. That, that makes sense.
1: So you might think of an unhappy couple as predator and prey to each other. And so the words are there mostly to stop predatory activity, not to actually communicate anything. It's just to keep the surface calm. So then you might think, well, what's under the surface? And what's under the surface, so Freud would say, it's what's under the surface is unconscious. And, but you can say, well, what's under the surface is one of these hierarchies that's all banged up and twisted and, and, and not in reasonable shape. And so people don't want to open the door to that. So, but they do. This is a Freudian slip. So let's say this is, goes to the second part of Gottman's observations. So the the woman goes over to the window and she says, oh, look, there's a cardinal outside. You know, cardinals, that bright red bird, they're kind of cool looking. You know, it's kind of a trivial thing in some sense, but by the same token, it's like, it's a little positive thing. And, you know, 20 of them in a day is a good thing.
0: Right. It's... um. Basically, it's an invitation. It's an invitation for positive, for a positive interaction, effectively, is what Jordan's getting at.
1: Okay, so then the uh, the partner, the husband in this example, has a two-by-two matrix of choices. One is, who the hell cares about your stupid bird? Okay, so that's one. Pretty negative. The second one is, <sighs> then you go over and look at the bird, right? And the, the third one is, you don't make the contempt noise, but you act it out. And the fourth one is, um, you go over there like a civilized human being and, you know, and that you're interacting with someone that you care for and you take a look at the damn bird and you're happy about it. And, it, and that's as truthful and real as you can manage. Okay, so the <sighs> option, that's a Freudian slip, right? Because what it says, there's a whole monster underneath that and the monster is, all the disorganization in this entire structure. It's like the, (sighs) might be, we have been tormenting each other about various things for the last 10 years, and none of them are resolved, and I'm not very happy about you, for so many reasons I can't even remember all of them, and I can't enumerate them right now, because that would take forever, and maybe we would have a huge fight, But by the same token, I'm not going to come over there and make you happy with your stupid
0: bird. Right, exactly. So what's the point? The point is the best cure is prevention. You want to have a good frame to start the relationship. And then you want to have positive interactions being rewarded by positive behaviors, right? Until the behavior is molded such that you two are getting along positively over time. So what the good couples do,
1: the couples that, you know, stay together is they respond to each other's bids. He calls them bids. And so if one person wants to share some little trivial daily positive thing with the other, the other, you know, isn't carrying around a bloody cartload of resentment and is able to respond to that in a positive way. And that way the general interactions between the couples stay positive. But that's also because they've worked this out. Now, you know it's got to be because they work it out, because the couples who are physiologically reactive to each other, they're communicating, but there's all sorts of horror underneath the surface. And we're trying to figure out, well, what is it that's underneath the surface? What's the structure of the unconscious? Well, that's the structure of the unconscious. And it's either well-structured and functional and mutually agreed upon and as explicit as possible, or... It's this constantly. And then when the couples fight about it, because they're not very sophisticated and they're not very awake and they're not very aware and they don't know how to do microanalysis and they're tired and unhappy, they don't say, I would rather that you use cloth napkins when we have a formal dinner than paper napkins. They say, You do a bad job of entertaining.
0: Well, that's not. Right, it's not very helpful. It's not very specific. Right. Um, so one of my suggestions would be for you guys, if you're, if you're listening, is avoid the ad hominem attacks. Um, like try not to attack the character of the person you're with. Be specific in what you actually want and then reward when you see behaviors you like in, just in general, right? Operant conditioning is very, very useful. So when I say, so here's what I mean when I say opera and conditioning. So your girl, she washes the dishes, be extremely happy that she does it, point it out, and thank her and hug her, you know, like you're showing her good behaviors in response to her doing something good for you. She does acts that you really like, reward her. She comes dressed a certain way that you really like, reward her. She says something nice to you, reward her, point it out every single time, we encourage the good behavior. The bad behavior doesn't even need to be punished because if you keep encouraging the good behavior, people like to be encouraged. So they do it just to get encouraged. So over time, you get the behaviors you want. That's the idea. That's an important aspect of relationship management.
1: Not helpful, right? It's like you're wiping out the person that bad job of entertaining would be probably about at the level of family care in the hierarchy. And so what you're doing is you're hitting them in a place that if they listen to you would knock out maybe 10% of their entire be- behavioral and perceptual structure. It's like, you really want to do that to someone? You only want to do that to someone under extreme conditions.
0: Yeah. The, the, so, so what you could say is this instead, and this works really well. You could say, I really like how you did X at the party, right? So, I really like how you greeted the guests. I thought the food you made was super nice. Maybe next time, instead of having the, the napkins be made of paper, we could have them made out of cloth. Done. You see what I'm saying? You'll get what you want because you said so many good things first and then they're like, oh, you want cloth napkins? Okay, whatever. You're like, it doesn't matter to me. You see? As opposed to, you do a horrible job of entertainment. Like you just basically you slap the person across the face. Obviously that's not gonna work, right? That makes no attempt to get them to react to you in a pro-social way, is is what I'm getting at.
1: Right. Extreme conditions. And that would be something like maybe a warning to a child who's gone astray very badly, but you know has the skills, you'd say, well the kind of mistakes that you're making are sufficiently catastrophic so that your life is going to go off course. You know, and then you might have a conversation with them about, often for kids, for, guy, for people that say are between 15 and 25, I know they're not kids really, but my kids are that age, part of that might be, what the hell are you going to do for a career? Right? And if that's unspecified, the person's just all over the place. So, okay, so... So here's some slides that represent that. Right? So you see the progression of that. And if you're if things are operating at the top of the hierarchy, that what that means is you've mastered all the subsidiary elements and you've built them It's not only from the bottom up, but because the the levels cross-talk, right? You know, so you can use, and that's the next thing we're going to talk about, because you're not just a behavioral creature. You're not just an animal like a chimp. You're capable, there's there's things you can do that animals can't do. And what that is, is that not only can you act things out in a manner that through action will organize your hierarchy, because that's what animals do, but you can also represent that hierarchy. You can think about the hierarchy, you can articulate the hierarchy, and you can play with it abstractly. And that's what you're doing when you're engaging in philosophy, and that's also what you're doing when you're negotiating. And that's a really good thing, because it means that you can not only conceptualize changes and then implement them, and, and you can conceptualize a broad range of potential changes and improvements, and you can implement them and you can observe what happens, But you can also communicate that to all sorts of other people. So it's a great thing to be able to do. The problem with it is, obviously, that because you can abstractly represent and question, you can also knock the hell out of your belief in the top elements of the hierarchy. It's like, well, what does it mean to be a good person anyways? You know, or why should I be a good person? Or is there any, is there any utility or meaning in being a good person? Or is there even any, is it even reasonable to say that there's such a thing as a good person? It's like, I think all of those questions in some sense are ill-posed. And the reason I think that is because they're at the wrong level of resolution. You know, you don't throw the damn baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. So if you're going to critique something, don't start start at the highest level of abstraction.
0: Right. Okay. There you go. He landed the plane. Sorry. he, He was kind of rambling. If you're going to critique something, don't go at the highest level. Be specific. I would like for X, I would like for you to respond positively to me doing this. It's important to me that you do that because, for example, I would like for you to show positivity when I do well at my American football games. It's very important to me, and I put in a lot of effort. And when you don't acknowledge the effort that I put in, or you redirect the conversation or snub the conversation, I feel unappreciated. Something like this. That sort of idea.
1: And I think that's a big part of what's wrong with what people are taught in universities today, because you're often taught to criticize systems at the highest level of abstraction. It's like, well, there's something wrong with capitalism. It's like, really? Really? You're going to do something about that, are you? And it's going to work better in your lifetime. That's going to happen. It's like, no, it's not going to happen.
0: It's not going to happen.
1: You know, if you stick a stick in in a functioning machine, even if you think the machine, it's all rattly and it's like pulling people's arms in and it's got all sorts of catastrophic problems you come along and and, like hit it with a stick it's like it's not going to run better it's the wrong level of analysis and just because you have a stick and you can see that the machine doesn't work very well doesn't mean that you're very bright it's like obviously it doesn't work very well you know it's like that's not the issue the issue is could you improve it with
0: right exactly could you improve it without literally destroying everybody's life Okay, let's continue with this video. So one of
1: the um, practices that my wife and I have that really helped us a tremendous amount more recently when we were both recovering from very serious illnesses is we had instituted a policy of regular dates Mm -hmm. and probably 25 years ago, maybe longer. And that was at her impetus. I was resistant to the idea to begin with, um, but not for long. So to follow up on your comment, it's like... (laughs) Put in some bloody effort and get in the mood. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this stuff that Jordan is talking about, put in some effort and get in the mood, this stuff is actually not very good advice. This implies that the man has to work in order to put his wife in the mood. It. Im- this is beta male advice. It means Jordan is a beta male to his wife. She sees him as a beta male. Women that are actually interested in you, they don't require effort to be put in the mood. They're always in the mood because they know they're with a superior man. They know they're with a man that other men want to be and other men want to be with. Sorry, other women want to be with. I'm sure other men want to be with them too, but, you know, we're not, we're talking about the greatest percentage of the population here and we're talking about male-female relationships. Anyway. And so, if she's actually attracted to you, she's not going to make it hard for you. If she feels that she's gotten a good deal being with you, she's not going to make it hard for you. You see what I'm saying? Because it's not... When you're exhausted with kids, when, you're, right. when you've are
1: when you worked all day, you know, and you're kind of up to here and you're tired, it's easy to drop your the intimate part of your marriage to number 11 on a list of 10 priorities. And then, that's just not a good long-term strategy. And so... When you're an adult with adult responsibilities, you have to carve out the time and you have to make a willful effort. And as Dennis just pointed out, that's way too important to have it depend on something like unpredictable and arbitrary whim.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely true. You have to schedule. Yes. Again, you don't have to schedule bedroom fun. What you have to schedule is logistics for bedroom fun. Absolutely true. Because bedroom fun is tension plus logistics. If you don't have the logistics to have bedroom fun, you're not going to have it. And if you as a man don't have bedroom fun, you're going to have a miserable relationship because men are happy based on the amount of bedroom fun and the frequency of bedroom fun. So you got to plan for the opportunity for it to happen. And then it can happen spontaneously during that planned time. That's basically what a date is, right? And on both,
1: on the part of both partners. Well, I think there's a reasonable amount of proprietary interest, let's say. I mean, in a, in a classic monogamous relationship, a marriage, there's sexual fidelity as a crucial element of that. Indeed. And maybe you'll make an arrangement that differs from that, but it's not easy to chart uncharted territory like that.
0: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Certainly. A relationship will not function with the girl sleeping with multiple men. Definitely not. It could probably function with a man having multiple girls if he is much more attractive than her. But it will cause instability. Guaranteed will cause instability. If the man is sleeping with multiple girls. Again, Men choose to be monogamous with girls that are worth the monogamous investment. If she's not worth the monogamous investment, don't even be in a serious relationship. And when I say worth the serious monogamous investment, I mean fit, feminine, friendly, cooperative, bedroom fun, loyal, and submissive. If she's not those, she is not a girlfriend. She's not a wife. She's a friend of benefits only. Keep that in mind.
1: I mean, if you want to have an adventure like that with a partner, a monogamous adventure that also includes sexual exploration. Well, maybe you can pull it off, but I doubt it. It's really complicated. I think jealousy probably causes more trouble than good, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the proprietary interest.
0: Jealousy, by the way, is one of the things that maintains relationships. Dread. Her being afraid that she's going to lose you. Her being afraid that she's going to lose you is one of the things that keeps relationships stable. If she thinks that other women want you, she's going to want to keep you because you're worth keeping. Keep that in mind as well.
1: Should you care if your partner pays undue attention to someone of the opposite sex they They find attractive? Well, probably you should care.
0: Yeah, that's why one of the relationship rules is she is not to have any male friends. No male friends. And the reason is because. No male friends because they're going to make a move on her. You
1: might even say something about it. They might even be happy about that. Mm. Right? Because it indicates that you noticed and that it matters to you. Now, I think it shades into jealousy when it's harmless interactions It's interactions that would be regarded as harmless by a third-party observer, let's say. Mm. I know that's a very difficult line to draw, that are being magnified as a consequence of insecurity on the part of the observer. Or there's envy where your partner is attracting attention, Mm. status, success, any... So, it is not
0: insecure... For a man to not want his girl to talk to other men. That is men being territorial and having boundaries. The way to prevent yourself getting cheated on is to lower the opportunity, if not prevent it altogether, and also be a desirable man, both. Not just be a desirable man and let her do whatever she wants. No, there are boundaries to allowed behaviors in relationships.
1: If those things, and you're jealous of that, that's not helpful. You should be pleased. The optimal situation is for you to be pleased when your partner's successful. Um, True. I don't think competitive couples, I don't think competition between people who are in a monogamous relationship is useful. I agree. Particularly, It's not zero-sum
0: competition. I agree. The, the, the husband and wife should not be in competition with each other. They should be working towards a common goal, the man's goal. And what's the man's goal? Well, he has his mission, and he has his goal of a stable, successful family unit. The woman is there to be a helpmate towards having an optimized, strong family unit.
1: I mean, you can compete in a game-like sense.
0: Right, fun, you know, like, fun, playful competition, but not, not yeah, but not life. not
1: existential competition. You're on the same team. <laughs> right. That's the point. Exactly right. You know, and if one of you is feeling left behind for one reason or another, it's it's time to throw that out on the table and say, "Look, I'm I'm playing second fiddle here far too often. What can we do about that?"
0: Actually, I disagree. The man should be the primary. The girl should be second fiddle. That should be. That should be built into your relationship. It shouldn't be equal relationship. So I actually disagree with what Jordan said there. This is actually... I actually disagree. And I also believe that women are unhappy if they're not second fiddle. They don't want to be the primary. They want you to be the primary. Well, it looks like you need it. And like, I've got
1: an adventure. It looks like you need one too. Well, how can we rearrange the situation so... I have my adventure and then it's up to that person too, to figure out what obstacles they might be putting up in their own pathway, right? That's stopping them. And then they have, you know, they're angry at you for getting in the way, but it's actually a consequence of them using you as a convenient excuse for not doing something difficult. Those things all have to be sorted through. It's very hard. Yeah, it, These conversations are extremely difficult. It's no wonder people avoid them. I also think people are not taught to negotiate. Oh, man. At all. They, they, and that's a, that's a real shame. First of all, you figure out what you want. This is what I want. Then you tell the person. Then you strategize with them so that you can get what you want and they can get what they want and you both know what that is and a way you go together.
0: And- it's really not that easy to negotiate. But you as a man, you need to understand, guys, if you don't advocate for yourself, nobody will. So first, ask yourself, What do I want? I want a fit, feminine, cooperative, submissive, and bedroom-fund loyal girl. Cool. I want a girl who does X. And then reward girls that actually do that with a relationship. If they don't do it, then you don't reward them with a relationship. You see? And that's at the highest level. But even within the relationship, you can reward them for the pro-social relationship behaviors that you want to see. And over time, you'll create or you'll help to sculpt the person that you actually want through operant conditioning.
1: And that, that usually comes out. It's usually obscured and hidden and, and comes out awkwardly in difficulty and difficulty and with difficulty if it comes out at all. And people fool themselves into thinking that it's okay what they're doing. I'm sacrificing myself for the children and that's okay. I'm mm-hmm. sacrificing myself for my husband's career and that's okay. I'm working at a job I can't stand because I need to support my wife and children and that's okay. I mean, sometimes that is okay, but it has to be out clear in the open. T-
0: right. That's true. You have to go into situations knowing how the situation actually is for real and not with the wool over your eyes. And uh, actually, that's uh, what Rolo Tomasi says, right? Is, if you choose to make the stupid decision that is to get married or, or to live with a girl, don't go in not understanding what women are truly like, not understanding what relationships are truly like, not understanding that it's it's going to be annoying. If you go in with this belief that everything will be perfect and there'll never be any issues well of course you're going to have a bad time all right let's end the video there hit the like hit the subscribe drop a donation like hunter m adrian r and tom m just click more in the description buy my books at bit.ly slash helios books go to my patreon and subscribe patreon.com slash the helios blog thank you so much for listening guys especially since you listened to the end i really do appreciate it take care of yourselves and i'll see you next time